singing I got going on. I'm going to be talking to you guys about The Fat Man, a movie that came out in 2021, starring Mel Gibson as Chris Kringle, Walton Goggins as the hitman trying to kill him, and some random kid as a random kid who didn't like the fact that he got cold, so he hired a hitman to kill Santa Claus. I mean, it sounds utterly fucking bonkers, man. A kid gets cold for Christmas and then hires this hitman to go after something. Anyway, be there. That's... Oh, that's this intro is going on long enough. Let me just dive right into it. Good morning, die-harders. Who's ready to live free and die hard with a vengeance? <laughs> uh, I am the Shogun. And this is the s Experience. <laughs> Reviews. I will be reviewing The Fat Man. This here is the intro, ladies and gentlemen. Sit back, relax, munch down on some cookies, load that Call 45 with your best ammo, and keep back from blitzing so he doesn't munch off your package. And here we go. Spoiler review of the fat man. Um, I'm just gonna jump straight into the ratings, man. I'm gonna get into spoilers right away. So, out of ten, I give this movie got a lot of chuckles out of me, man. This movie got a chuckle out of me. It was, it was good. You know, it, it was funnier than I thought it would be, man. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give it eight out of ten. That's right, people. That's, you heard me, man. I, yeah, 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 yeah. It, the movie was funnier than I thought it would be. And, nah, fuck that, man. Let's, let's go 7.7, .7, man. Realistically, it's a 7.7 .7 out of 10. Because the that's just, that's just it, man. The beginning was uh, slow. It was like, let's establish that, like, I don't know, Santa's going through some shit. He's, you know, he's losing his Christmas spirit. He's not the guy he used to be. It's just, you know, I mean, he's not what you expect. He ain't the Santa on the box. You know, he ain't the jolly ho-ho-ho, you know, slide on chimney in the big red suit and all that. You know, he's kind of, I don't know, he's, he's kind of curmudgeon man. He's just, it's like, you know, that I, I didn't like. But, you know, as the, in the beginning, I didn't like that, man. It just came out of nowhere. And, you know, just... The setup to show, like, you know, the, the setup was it was good. It just took a while to get rolling. That's it. 
and the worst moments when I'm like, really, man? Really? But other than that, this movie is a solid 7.7 out of 10 sleigh bells. Yeah. 7.7 out of 10 sleigh bells for the fat man. Um, Music-wise, this movie didn't have a lot going for it music-wise. So there's not much to talk about in terms of score, but, you know, um, cast was well done. Uh, Santa's wife was well cast. She was the police chief in RoboCop. So I only know it from that movie, but she was great in this role. And, you know, the dynamic between the two of, you know, they they support each other and, like, they're each other's rocks, essentially. Like, you know, when a job's getting too hard, you know, lean on me. I'm there for you. And, like, when I need something, I know I can lean on you. They had that kind of dynamic, and that was good. The rest of the cast, like, Walton Goggins plays, like, the hitman with a grudge pretty well. And the kid was, you know, he was a kid. And he played the, dude, it's like, I don't know. It just felt like there would be something to it. You know, like, the kid's dad wasn't around. So, I'm, um, you know, his grandma was there for him. So I felt, I felt like at some point, you know, we would get to see the dad. Or at the very least, the dad would have something to do with the plot instead of just being something that's referenced or like, oh, here's this is a Christmas package from your dad. Or, oh, oh, your dad won't be able to make it. You know, just you know, whatever. Just I felt like there, do, there was more that could have been done. You know, with that ending, though. I mean, <laughs> Mel Gibson as Santa Claus is initially not who you think. Like, casting somebody to play Santa, you wouldn't think Mel Gibson. Like, honestly, I wouldn't have thought Kurt Russell would have been cast as Santa in that movie he did. But, like, you know, I'd have put him over Mel Gibson because when you think Santa, you kind of think of a family-friendly, Christmassy, you know, icon, man. I don't know. I cast Tom Selleck before I thought about Mark Gibson, but like, yo, this was well cast, man. He's not, you know, I applaud the movie. I mean, dude, I I just gave the movie a lower rating because of this, but like, I applaud that real, this movie looks at Santa from a realistic perspective. Like, realistically, if he's been, do, if you've been doing what he's been doing as long as he has and had to put up with the shit that he has, you wouldn't be the holly jolly guy that everyone sees on the box. It would sour your opinion on certain things. And the movie deals with, like, some of the harsh realities of, you know, being Santa Claus that we don't really think about. Like, it puts in things like... There was a movie that kind of touched on that, Fred Claus. Like, you know, production and how much this, how much money it costs to run, essentially, the Elves Workshop and all that. But outside of that... We don't really see much movies delve into this kind of thing. So, yeah, this was pretty well done. And a 7.7 sleigh bells for the fat man. That is the non-spoiler review. You know, it's definitely worth checking out. It's funnier than I thought it would be. You know, it made me chuckle a couple times. You know, I had to stop watching just so I could laugh. And uh, mostly, most of that was down to Walton Goggins, really enough. Like just because his performance in this role, I and mean, he's serious. He's not trying to be funny. It's serious, but it's just like there were moments where like he would do something or he would say something, and it just and then 
there would be no sound. It's like the movie was giving you a break so you could laugh at what just happened. It's like, that was kind of, like, <laughs> that was kind of funny. But yeah, um, and he cleans up in this movie, man. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't clean up on a rig. I'm just saying this, he's a lot more clean in this movie than in the rest of his other films. There's literally a scene where he's standing in the mirror, like, coming back his head, and I'm like, damn, you know, this dude, you know, he really cleaned up nice for this film. But I guess, like, that's the kind of the nature of this character. You know, like, from the introduction, we know the movie sets up, like, there's something, he has something, like, against Santa, you know, just something like that. The characters are set up from the beginning, and, you know, but what brings the movie down is that, you know, Santa when he becomes his holly jolly self again, you know, just more optimistic than he was in the beginning, it just, it's like that, you know, the movie needs him to be that for the third act, so, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's the non-spoiler review. Here comes the spoiler review for The Fat Man. If you don't want to be spoiled, you haven't seen the movie yet, that's just you go, you stop the recording right now, watch the movie, then come back later. It is a good film. Is it a Christmassy movie? Not, not per se. This ain't the kind of family-friendly Christmas fair, but like it's definitely a movie set during Christmas with Santa Claus and Christmassy themes. That let me tell you that much. It's it's like a I don't know Shane Black movie. You know, you have to question whether those are Christmas movies. But yeah. Anyway, here's the that the end of the non-spoiler review. Here comes the spoiler review, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Oh, holy shit. There was a lot of blood in this fucking movie. A lot of blood and guts, man. AEW would fucking cringe at this shit. Like, goddamn, they got a pay-per-view called Blood and Guts. It doesn't have this many fucking blood and guts. I mean, I'm just exaggerating here. AEW has way more blood than this movie. But hey, that's kind of why we dig it. You know, it's like... Thank you, by the way, thank you, Vince McMahon, for providing AEW with a name for their bloodiest pay-per-view of the year. With graciously thank you for condemning the, that kind of crap. But, ah, 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 ah. Khan sends his thanks. I'm just kidding. Maybe he does. Who knows? Maybe there isn't an actual, like, oh, this has nothing to do with that. Back to the movie. The movie starts off with, dude... You know, just Santa. Hmm. It's, you know, he's in this. He's just kind of in this bar. It's like you know, Santa has this ability of like um, he knows everybody on the good and nice list. You know, knows all the names and shit. And this movie uses that well because there's a scene where he like goes to the bar and the bartender is trying to hook up with this dude, and Santa like sits next to the guy and he's like, hey, hey, Mike. You know, like how's how's the wife and the kids going? He's like, do I know you? Like. He's like, nah, no, you don't know me, but like, I know you. Like, if you leave now, you could probably make it home in time for Christmas, man. Like, come on, man. It's, it's like, he he knows, like, this dude's married. And, you know, like, he doesn't want this guy to cheat on his wife with this bartending chick. So he's like, you know, man, if you leave now, you could probably make it home back in time for Christmas. No wife, kids waiting for you. And, she, and it's it's like yeah you know he he sees the light of like yeah you're right man I should I should go and he leaves then the chick comes out she's like well where was the guy who was just here oh he left and she's like how come every time like I'm I'm I got a guy over here it, you know they vanish whenever you're around 
And he's like, oh, maybe I'm just a jinx. Because <laughs> like, he knows, like, hey, she's a good woman, but she doesn't really, like, even tells, like, 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 Chris even tells the guy, you know, the bartender lady, she's a good woman, but she doesn't care that you're married. Like, she'll, she'll fuck you anyway, bro. She doesn't really hold my stock in that shit. But yeah, you know, like Chris knows most of the people in town. It makes it. Oh, he don't live in the North Pole. He lives in Canada, like near the North Pole. This town called Eureka, I think. The North Peak, I think they called it. The, the town is called North Peak. It's in Eureka. It's pretty it's like remote. It's as close to the North Pole. That's the thing. It's like this movie is as close as we can re- as the film can realistically get to like all the stuff about Santa. You know, a shop full of elves, North Pole, Miss Santa Big's cookies. That's all there. The shop is isn't in the North Pole. It's near the North Peak. It's 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 a factory. What you'd expect out of a fact a factory to look like. It's a factory full of workers, and the elves, they're there. You know, they're not magical creatures or anything, but they are. Like they they live long lives. They live longer than humans because like they eat a certain way. They sleep a certain amount of times, and they essentially work. It allows them to work the 24-hour shifts that would be needed to make toys for every kid around the world. So, yeah. And for, like, the, the, the Miss Christmas, <laughs> Santa's wife bakes cookies and shit. You know, she doesn't exist solely to do that. She's get, She, like, does stuff. She, like, helps him out every now and then. Whenever he's feeling down, like, she'll say something to help him stir back up. And she'll... Be like, you know, things are, things are rough now, but, you know, like, we've, you know, we've been, it's very much the relationship of, you know, things may be rough now, but we've been through, we've come through the fire, you know, like, that Cookie and Lucius kind of love, man, like, no matter what, they stick together, no matter what life throws at them, they together, you know, they are each other's, I don't know, they are each other's diehard, man, but yeah, um, in this film, that's the kind of set story in motion is Santa goes on his Christmas run, you know, leaving presents, leaving Cole, and he leaves Cole for this kid named Billy, and he's, the kid's like, you, you messed up big time, fat man! It's like, the thing is, Billy has this assassin that he can call and, like, help him deal with shit, like, um, he lost this contest. He had this elaborate thing built up about, like, renewable energy. He had this whole mini town had like water running through it uh i think windmills or solar energy or what the fuck ever the thing was about renewable energy and this he came second see because like for the last four years he'd come in first and for the first time in his life like now he's coming in second it's like what the fuck something's messed up here it's like hey why am i getting this second place trophy there's been a mistake like the girl then this girl gets a first place trophy instead but like the thing is that bugs me about the, that scene is like we don't see what she built. We just like oh, she because what he built was pretty fucking impressive. They like that they had to like pan around and show like the whole damn thing, but they don't show what she built. That's a missed opportunity. We don't like it was something cool enough to beat him, and his diorama is pretty cool. So can we see hers? What beat that? You know what was good enough to beat that crap that he built? You know. Wait, he's like it took me like 10 months like 10 weeks conceptualizing and a couple of days to like actually put it together i'm just like you did not build this yourself 
I know you're rich. I know you're kind of smart and all, but you did not build this yourself, man. You have maids and servants and whatnot. You asked a lady to go to the kitchen and pick up your... Your grandma asked you to get a glass of milk, and you made someone else go do it. Like, what the... F and then when you came back, you picked it up like you did. You, like, you're the one who went all the way down there to get it. The fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, you are, you are lazy, kid. Like, you are not that dedicated to this thing that you built all this shit yourself painted the little grass and whatnot not yeah that's not a hit nor that so the, the little girl wins and the kid bully calls up his hitman friend like hey I, I got a job for you and she's he keeps the girl like like so brings the girl in the basement of his house and he threatens to like shock her with like he has like these metal rods hooked up to a car battery and, you know, Assassin's got her in place. He's like, don't move. And he threatens her, man. He's he's like, this this ain't enough to kill you. But, you know, it, it it's like, you know, me shocking you with this car battery. You know, like with these, these rods hooked up to this car battery. Ain't enough to kill you. But it's, it's going to fuck you up. It's, it's seriously going to fuck you up, man. Because if you, seriously, if you hooked up a bunch of wires to a car battery and you hooked the battery with yourselves, it's going to fuck you up. You could die if it stays on you for long enough. But if, I, if he just, like, tapped you with that, even like, it won't kill you, but it'll leave your teeth chattering, you know? It's like getting zapped with a stun gun, essentially, man. Like, you know, getting zapped once won't kill you. But getting zapped for, like, a really long time, that will kill you. Because... Like, people, like, cops are, like, you know, warned against using stun guns repeatedly because it can cause, like, cardiac arrest, you know? So, yeah. After he threatens the girl, like, Walton Goggins takes her home, and he's like, if you, you know, if I find out you talk to anybody, you told anybody what happened here, it's like, I'm gonna kill your mommy, I'm gonna kill your daddy. And he's like, you got a dog? <laughs> She's like, yeah, like, uh, Jojo Beans. He's like, I'm gonna kill Jojo Beans too. Like just <laughs> So the kid gets up, gets out, and then as she leaves, he's like, Wait, Merry Christmas. <laughs> that is fucked up. What the hell? <laughs> of course, a little while later, like Billy gets his award and she admits like, you know, she cheated, whatever. She didn't actually cheat, she just said that, you know, so that Billy would get his award back. But yeah, you know, he gets his Gets his little trophy, his first place trophy, and he's happy. You know, he's fucking happy that he got his shit. You know, that worked. Gets a lump of coal and tasks the hitman with going after Santa Claus. And, you know, he has a personal grudge against Santa. Because, um, like, there's a the scene later on where Santa, is, like, he confronts him. And it's like, um, you see this? And it's like a little toy car. It's a little cop car. And it's like, that's the only thing you ever gave me. It's like, I wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote, and all I got was this. He's, and Santa Claus, you know, he tells him, you know, there's limits to what I can do. I couldn't, I can't replace your parents, man. It's like, I know, no, you could, there's uh, also this sequence with, because if you saw that, you'd think like, man, the kid's parents died, and he asked Santa to like, bring them back, whatever. No, what he was saying is, the, the kid had, the kid, the hitman as a kid, had horrible parents, who treated him negatively, because, like, the dad would apparently, like, burn him with, like, cigarettes, he'd had, like, these cigarette burns on his arm, and so I'm like, oh, the kid's parents must have treated him, like, really horribly growing up, and he wrote to Santa to, like, 
Like, Santa, can you do something about this, you know? But, like, yeah. And he tracks him down in kind of a silly way at first. He, like, types the name Chris Kringle into a search, and a whole bunch of fucking names come up. Like, there's a guy named Chris Kringle in fucking Hawaii. Excuse me. You would expect me to believe there's somewhere in fucking Hawaii and, like, Norway and shit, there's someone named Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle's not a common name, you know? Jesus, man. But, yeah... He's, and eventually one so he comes across the idea like he sees his postman and he's like whoa, whoa 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 like where where do the letters go all the letters that are addressed to santa like when kids write letters to santa where do they go it's like oh yeah they go down to the office and the you know the manager so and so like he takes them okay thanks kills the guy takes his postman outfit goes in the post office gets the info he needs from the guy and this is secrets where like he's like write down the the p.o box you send the letters to he opens his diary and he's like, not there, either. Like, use a blank page. And he reaches for a pen. The guy's like, on your rights. You're the rights. <laughs> uh, what the fuck, dude? This guy's got a gun to his head. He's placed on his desk reaching for a pen and it's kind of funny, man. Shit. Oh, damn. This movie, man. There's moments where it's just like, I don't think this was supposed to be funny, but it is. And, you know, so he gets the P.O. box and he drives off to Canada, you know. <laughs> There's a thing where he's just, like, sitting in a car, driving along, listening to different kinds of music. Uh, one station has, like, heavy metal, and, you know, it has a, it's a good way to show, like, he's going place to place to place without actually just showing him driving. Just have different songs playing to show, like, time has passed, he's in a new location, a new song is played. Like, it's, it's a smart way, you know. Other than some movies will just show a character driving along. It will just show a car driving from one end of a bridge to the next to show like, oh, he's gone from point A to point B. And then it cuts to him already at point B, you know? I think the movie Hot Buzz did that when Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, I think. I don't know which one is which. One of those motherfuckers drives from, you know, London to the small town that he ends up working in. <clears throat> So, yeah. Meanwhile, in, like, Santa's place, the military has a job for him. And, like, they want to use his workshop. And instead of making making presents, they want to use, like, his elves and, like, his, you know, his system to create, like, control panels and stuff. You know, like, just make military stuff that the military can use. And it's like, we'll pay you a bunch of money to help you out with that. Cause, and he needs his cash because, like, they were like, um... The production people that were like, you only, I mean, you requested X amount of toys, but only X amount, but less than that were, like, actually given out, you know, like, the production costs and whatnot, you know, they don't match up to the payoff or something. He says, you know, oh, he's like, um, it's not my fault, like, half the kids of the world deserved coal last year, like, like, most of the kids deserve coal now, you know, like, it's not on me. So why am I only getting, like, half the money? And, like, we, we signed a contract with you. It's like, you know, we deserve to get X amount of money. It's like, yeah, the contract depends on, like, the amount of stuff you produce. Not, like, you know, there's a flat rate or anything. But, yeah. It's like you get half because you only used half. But, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. That's, a, that's, that's another thing, people. Reminder. Read contracts that you're signing. 
And don't just read them yourself. Take them to a fucking lawyer and have them read it and be like, and check if like, hey, everything on the up and up. There isn't like a hidden clause somewhere where the company can screw me out of fucking millions or something. You know, like just, there's even a, a discussion about that. Like, you know, he's like, you know what? We should have like asked for, ro- we should have, we should be getting royalties. You know, like we should have trademarked my image or something or like copyrighted my image. You know, like we wouldn't have to worry about money then. It's like. And then you know, his wife's like, but what? But we're not those kind of people, you know. Like that's not what we do. And he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe we should be, you know. Because then they wouldn't be in this financial trouble and having to take a contract with the military, you know. So they take this contract, got the military, military guys come in, they set up shop, and you can see like it's kind of an inconvenience. I mean, the work is an inconvenience, but the military guys being there—that's kind of an inconvenience. Because to the elves, it's like. So, like, Santa and them are talking, and then the one military guy, the general is like, oh, we'd like to move into the break room, and, you know, so we can, like, I don't know, set up meetings or whatever, like, have some, have a place we can eat, and the elves like, that's fine, like, so Santa asks one of the, his main elf, the foreman, Seven, he asked him, like, is that alright with you? He's like, no, it's okay, we can move into, we can, like, have lunch in the cafeteria, it's fine. He's like, well, why, like, well, why are you called seven? You know, what what happened to one through six? He's like, uh, oh, we've been at this a long time, and we don't reassign numbers. It's, like, disrespectful and kind of inefficient. So I feel like that should be a thing, you know, for, like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, a sports team, yeah. A sports team should have something like that. Like, re- instead of giving someone a number that someone else used to have, it's like, you know, just give them a new number. You tell me on a team with less than thirty people in it, there's gonna be more than one dude who has the same number. Like, just come on, dude. From numbers one through ninety-nine, you don't have. You're gonna have repeat numbers on a team that has less than thirty people on it. Fuck's sakes, man. But yeah, <clears throat> uh, sports problems aside, um, <clears throat> what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they explain, like, the elves explain, like, you know, we got to eat this balance of, like, sugary foods and, you know, whatever, whatever, so that we can, you know, stay as productive as we are. And, like, what about Santa? You know, like, does he do that way? It's like, no, nah, it's the giving that keeps him young. But, um, which is immediately cuts to a scene of Santa punching the shit out of a bag. And... I like that this movie shows, like, Santa has frustrations with the world and how, like, kids have changed and how things are. It shows, like, you know, you can't, because you, you can't, realistically, you can't be happy all the time. You shouldn't be happy all the time. There's something wrong with you. Either your life is going exceedingly well or, like, yeah, there's something, something wrong with you if you're happy all the time. But, yeah, um... It was like, you know, like some of this shit's getting to him. You know, the fact that he isn't having the same effect that he used to. It's just like it's getting to him. Like the, the kids of the world, like there's more kids getting cold and toys or something. You know, like that. It's getting to him and it's making him more frustrated. And his wife comes, leaves him this file. And she goes back inside. In this file, it's the files of all the kids he's helped over the years. Not all of them, but like some of them. Because it shows this kid that's like, um... Like, so-and-so's first fire truck. Like, the fire truck she got as a kid. And, like, she grew up to be a fireman. And it shows this other kid. He's, like, a... It shows he has this, like, easy-bake oven, I think it is. And he grew up to be, like, some kind of world-renowned chef. It's, like, 
she's trying to show him like, hey, you know, don't give up hope. You do have a positive impact on people. You are making a change. You are positively affecting the world. Though it may not feel like it always, you know, Santa Claus is still helping people, you know? Of course, this doesn't last long. I mean, the peace and the serenity of it all doesn't last long, you know? And, um, Walton Goggins' character finally shows up at the North Peak, and he kills everybody. Not everybody. He doesn't kill the elves or anything. They manage to escape. But he's able to kill a whole bunch of the military dudes, you know, like, just... <laughs> it's kind of funny, man. It's like, what... <laughs> These guys are like random NP like NPC soldiers, man. Like soldiers controlled by the player will be like unstoppable, man. It'll be hard to kill. But like NPC troops in a video game, they go out like like flies, man. Like it's even a joke. And then everything wrong with uh, Metal Gear Rising, it's like hut, 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 hut. we are NPC soldiers. Nobody can stop. <laughs> it's like that quick to dispatch of NPC soldiers, man. They go down in one hit or less. Okay, they go down easy, you know? Oh, shit. But anyway, it's now up to Santa to go one-on-one with this dude, and that's where they have this confrontation of, like, you know, I couldn't replace your parents, and, you know, I can see, like, you've become kind of a twisted kid as time has gone on. But anyway. So they have this shootout. And it's it's pretty gory, dude. Like, it's a full-on fucking shootout, like... Goggins gets shot a bunch of times. Santa gets shot, like, a few. But, and, you know, he gets up close and personal, and he's like, enough! Like, stop this! You know, like, enough of this! But then, Goggins has this retractable blade hidden in his, his, like, you know, his, like, pants, and he pops it so, like, it comes out of his knee, and he, like, knees Santa in the back a couple of times, and he leaves him that bloody, and he shoots him in the eye. Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, like, wait, did they just, did they just kill Santa? This movie was like hard, but like I didn't think it would actually go this hard. I didn't think they killed fucking Santa. Like, what the fuck? They killed Santa Claus? Holy shit! This movie actually went there. And like Miss Claus shoots the guy. You know she kills him, and she rushes out to like check on Chris. Somehow, man, like by some fucking miracle, he's still alive. Just like barely. You know, he's barely hanging in there. And once she gets patched up, the camera flashes back to that Billy kid. And, she, and, you know, his grandma finds out, like, somebody's been cashing her checks. And she's, like, furiously calling the bank. It's like, like we're going to find out who the rat is. We're going to, like, ring his little neck, you know. just We're going to find out who's been doing this, and we're going to get him, you know. Check my signatures and whatnot. And before he, you know... And, you know, before that happens, like, the kid runs in the room and, like, you know, he sprinkles a bunch of pills in the woman's milk. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, her, you won't be finding anything out. Like, I'll kill you before that happens. And at that point, like, Mrs. Claus comes in and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm, you know, so-and-so and this is Chris. And in comes Chris on a cane with a big old bandage over his eye looking like Carl from The Walking Dead. And he, like, warns the, he basically puts the fear of God in this kid, man. Like, Mel Gibson is Santa. I'm, that's why, like, you know, at some point, Mel Gibson was going to play Odin, like, from the Thor movies. And I'm like, that could have worked. Because in this scene, and you see him, like, oh, his, like, long beard, he's got the eye patch, and he's looking at him like, 
Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, if if anything, if your grandmother meets an untimely grave, or if that little girl that you ran into gets so much as a cold, like I'm coming, like I'm coming after you, and it's just like, you know, people are gonna pay for their a- consequences for their actions, you know, like uh, I'm gonna take a more proactive role, and so it gets like I'm I'm done just giving people cold anymore, like I'm gonna like start doing shit from now on. It's like this is a warning, man. You know, just, you know, you gotta straighten the fuck up or else I'm gonna come back here and, you know, he doesn't say what he's gonna do, but, like, you know, you get the sense that he's gonna fuck some shit up. Like, holy shit. Like, like holy fucking shit. This is intense. Like, Santa Claus is threatening this kid. Like, he's gonna fuck some shit up if this kid doesn't straighten out soon. What the fuck, man? And even the takes the band-aid, so he's like, look at me. Look at me, and it, you see like the, the eye that's all fucked up, and he's like, "The fat man's got his eye on you." Oh, give me a horror movie where Santa Claus is the main bad guy. No, not Santa's sleigh. I mean this Santa Claus, not Goldberg. This fucking Santa. What this fucking Mel Gibson Santa is the horror movie villain, and he's killing off kids on the naughty the naughty list, man. Like that would be some shit. God damn. Oh man, I, I'd I'd pay for that, man. I'd pay to see that shit. That's good, good shit. Oh man. Whew. Oh man, this has been a a shorter review than most people, you know, because. It's not not to say, you know, what's praiseable is praiseable, what's not isn't. But uh, I definitely recommend seeing this movie. I warn you, it's kind of graphic towards the end, and it's not your usual, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, Santa Claus, you know. It has a happy-ish ending, you know, the kid gets some kind of comeuppance. You know, he's warned, like, you, you pull some crap like this again, like, you hurt your grandma, you do anything out of line, kid, I'm coming for you. And it's like I'm putting it's like he's putting people on notice. Like he's gonna start having a more proactive role and shit. The workshop is being repaired by the elves, you know, life is returning to normal at the workplace, and it's like, you know, I'm done being the pessimistic guy I was at the start of the movie, you know, you're right. It's time for like me to go back to being me, you know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a different Santa, but like, you know, better Santa. A more proactive Santa in terms of punishing people on a naughty list. And more proactive in terms of rewarding kids who are on the good list, you know. Seven out of seven sleigh, seven out of seven point seven out of ten sleigh bells is what I give this movie. I recommend you see it. You know, it's a good watch. And uh, as always, people uh, have a holly jolly Christmas time. I know this ain't this ain't Christmas. It won't be Christmas when you get this, but like yeah, anyway. Holly jolly holidays, everybody. Happy twenty twenty two. And as always, y'all, this has been the SW Experience Reviews. I have been the Shogun. And remember, you can't make dill bread without dill dough.
P.S. Y'all, there's a scene in this movie where, uh, like, <laughs> I totally forgot about this. Where, like, Santa's calling up the people, like, he's got his contacts, you know, calls a guy named Lin Ming. I don't know who that is, but I'll look it up. And then, uh, he's the next number on his phone, he, he, like, calls up and he's like, Elon, what do you got for me? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, dog. The, the idea that. Fucking Santa Claus has a direct line to Elon Musk, and you can call him up and just be like, "Hey, like, what, like, what you got for me? Like, hey, you got anything for me? Like, just <laughs> this is like, yo, this is like that whole like Bill Gates is so rich that the bank asked him for a loan, you know, shit like that. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs> oh man, it's just like something I thought I should mention, you know, throwaway line in there. Anyway, yo. This has been the review. You know, oh, the review was a bit ago, but yeah, just thought I mentioned this little funny section I left out. Peace.